there's so many what we what you would call tensions as a believer. Like there's two things going on at the same time, and there's this tension, and and, and that's not a negative idea. It's a powerful idea. The idea of tension that you're balancing two things, or balance is maybe another word too that more of a positive word, but there's these two things happening, and there's definitely a brokenness in my heart, there's a heaviness in my spirit, there's an awareness of what's going on and what's happening, there's, there's no part of me that's like, oh, let's just skip around, nothing's going on, we're just doing great. So th- there is that uh, side of me of thinking and thinking about others and being compassionate and empathetic of what's happening. God has called us to empathize and to think about others. The Word of God says, think of others better than yourself. So I'm always thinking about others. That is the call of God we all have, every one of us. So I'm thinking so much about other people. And so there is this burden, but there's this other tension inside of me that's it's a faith that rises up with that, that I am burdened for people. But then there's this strength that comes up within me, and it's the Spirit of God that helps me to begin to worship Him and come before Him on behalf of those who are going through a difficult situation. And this morning, that's what I sense in my heart and my spirit, just that tension of, of mourning and yet faith. So I thank you for being here this morning to join with me in worshiping our Lord and our Savior because we need to lift Him up. We need to just lift Him up and honor our Lord, our God. In moments like this, and and just know that this is a sincere statement, there's nothing inside of me that says, oh, I know exactly what needs to be said. Because there are no human words. There's no sermon, there's no song, there's nothing we can do but lift up the name of Christ to proclaim His Word, and I am going to do that, and then let God have His way. Let God fill our hearts this morning, and I I pray that you will receive that. So just just know that in in my heart, and there's so much that needs to be done, you know, there's, there's a lot of, so there's this practical issue of the church, there's things to be done, I'm thinking about next week thinking about the carpet that's going to be ripped out. This carpet's not going to be available, uh, but uh, this week we're going to be hopefully uh, finalizing the carpet. We, we finalize it, but hope this week we'll be paying for it. And um, But we're going to start out there and downstairs, so there's these practical things. We need to get so much up and going. But there is a spiritual side of things, and I just want God to speak to us now. And I threw his word. Let me share this scripture. I am beginning a new series, and I'll, I'll explain this new series. But I just, oh, before, before I get there, let me, um, that's why I was talking about the practical. There's a couple of practical things. Let me share with you about the Advent Conspiracy uh, offering. Uh, I know mu- uh, some more offering has come in this week, and I'm grateful for the offerings that have come in. I don't know exactly where we're at. I know last after last Sunday, we're about 15,000, and then... Offerings came in this week. I believe we're closer. I don't know if we've reached our goal. Janet, do you know by chance? Okay. Do you know how much? Okay, so we're at about 16000 Our goal was 22000 And if you haven't given yet, 
let God use you, and, but let God speak to us all about this. So I just wanted to give one more week, and, and let's pray about that. So that's where we're at with the offering. I'm, I'm believing that God will help us to reach our goal of, of 22,000. So I wanted to give you that update. And of course, online, you can give online. If you want to give online to the Advent Conspiracy, you can hit the Give button and just... In the explanation there, you can put Advent Conspiracy. Of course, you can give here by using an envelope. If you'd like to connect with us online, you can hit the Connect button here. Use a Connect card. Let me share a scripture verse to open up this uh, series. It's from 1 Samuel chapter 10, and verse 1. It says, Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it over Saul's head, He kissed Saul and said, I am doing this because the Lord has appointed you to be the ruler over Israel, his special possession. Let's pray. Lord, you know, our hearts this morning, they're very heavy. We just ask for your help again, Lord, and we thank you for your word that gives us comfort, that gives us direction. May your word be a lamp to our feet, a light to our past. May your word help us and comfort us and strengthen us today. Let your word bring transformation to our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm beginning this new series. It's called King Me. And uh, it goes along with this uh, idea of checkers. So I I brought a a visual uh, for you today. Game of checkers. Anybody want to play me in the game of checkers? Anybody that's not smarter than me want to play? But you know how uh, the game of checkers works. You know, you... I don't know where we got this up there, but I'm glad we got a big one one day. This was even before Alexandra, and it was made for this moment. But you know how checkers works. You put out the uh, black checkers and the red checkers, and uh, I'm not going to set this all up. But um, what happens if you're playing... Uh, the game of checkers is eventually, if you get across, what happens when you get across to the other end? You tell your opponent, King me, and they place one of your other checkers on there. And this one single checker, we know, can only move one space unless it's jumping over another checker, and you can do multiple spaces. But when you get across and you say, King me, and they place a second checker on there, now that single checker has got has received the power to go backwards and forwards, and it can do more than it was before that single checker. And so I, I, I use that phrase, king me, with the idea of checkers. And Saul, when you, in reading this scripture verse, Saul, chapter 10, verse 1, Saul was like the rest of us. He was just a, he was just a single checker just moving through life, just one space at a time, just doing a little bit that he could, maybe getting a victory here or there, maybe conquering a little bit here and there. But the day came where Saul was anointed by God. Saul, who was just a single checker, God said, I'm going to king you, and you're going to do more than what you were doing before. You're going to do more with my help than you did on your own. You were just a common man. And yes, Saul, 
I shouldn't necessarily say common. He, he was a man, but the Bible says that he was head and shoulders above all other guys. So he was physically, he, he, he was a little bit different. He stood out. He had some things that most, that other guys did not have. But at the end of the day, he was just another Israelite. Until God says, I'm going to king you. I'm going to place my anointing on you. And you're going to begin to work wonders. You're going to begin to do things. So without God, King uh, Saul was just a man who had no power. He had no authority. He had, he had no army. He had nobody following him. He was not of a royal line. He didn't have the authority to muster Israel together. They had no king. So there was no royal line in Israel at that point. He was just a single checker. So in chapter 10 of 1 Samuel, verse 1, God placed the anointing on Samuel. And Samuel received the anointing of God. He received the blessing of God. He received the power of God. He received the mandate of God to do things that was beyond himself, that was beyond his mind, that was beyond his plans, that was beyond his scope. He was going to begin to do something that was bigger than him. He was going to begin to do something that was ordained by God, and God kinged him to do the work of God. This morning, as we start this new year, I'm praying and I'm asking that there is something inside of you that says, I want to be king. I want God to king me. I want God to anoint me. And I'm so thankful for the work of the cross as we have come through the Christmas season of celebrating Jesus coming to this earth. And because Jesus was born in a manger, he then died on a cross. And on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them. And that forgiveness has come upon us so that we can be kinged by God, so that we can be anointed by God. If you and I were just, we were a sinful person. We were a sinful checker and probably not doing much at all probably making things worse. We probably had some losses, a lot of losses in our life. But because of what Jesus Christ has done, we can now declare and ask God, would you king me? And I just want to share from 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, it says this, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. As we go through this series of being of King Me, I wanted you to know that this wasn't just for me as a leader, but this was for all of us, every one of us. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 says this, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Because of Jesus Christ, we can now all ask God, would you king me? Would you anoint me? Would you place your power and authority on me? Not because there's anything good in us. Not because we've done anything good. Not because we've got our, our life in order, 
Not because we're not hurting people. Not because we're not in jail. Not because we're carrying a Bible around. None of that. It's because of what Jesus has done. It was by the blood of Jesus. It was by His blood that was shed for our sins that we can come into the presence of God and say, God, would You clean me? Would You anoint me? Would You place Your power on me? You've heard the needs. You've received this information, this devastating news of families. You hear what they are going through. You know, because every one of us has gone through these times of mourning, these times of difficult situations. And you know now, and you've, you've heard the reports, and I pray that your eyes have been opened, your ears are open now. And I pray now that there is a, there's the Spirit of God and there's faith in your heart that's rising up that says, God, we need you. We need your help. We need your anointing. We need your love because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. But you do, oh God. You know how to do this. And I pray our prayer this morning is, King me. King me with your anointing. Come upon me just like you came upon Saul. Would you come upon me this morning? By the blood of Jesus, I'm asking that. I'm asking that the anointing of God will come upon you and your family today. That the presence of God would come upon you and that you will be anointed today by His presence and by His power and by His Spirit to do things that you cannot do on your own. To comfort someone that you thought you could not comfort. To lift somebody up that you thought you could not lift up. To look at somebody who you thought was down and out and you say, you know what? This is not me, but this is God upon me. And I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a word of encouragement. I'm going to speak the word of God. I don't have a lengthy sermon, but I've got the word of God and I'm going to speak it. I'm going to help you. I've got hands. I'm going to lift you up. I've got feet. I'm going to move to your situation. I pray that you are asking God and just believing Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that says, Your word, O God, declares that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we will receive your, that power through the Holy Spirit to be your witnesses, to be your help. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and His righteousness, and all of these blessings will be added to you. We need God's help. We need His anointing today. We need His presence today. We need His Word today. We need it more than ever before. The Bible says that if we will seek Him, we will find Him. We call upon Him and He will answer us. If we will draw nearer to God, He will draw nearer to us. That's what I'm asking for today, that His anointing will be upon you. You will be anointed from your past. This is the good news that we have. That when God's anointing comes upon us, our past is anointed. As we come into this new year, as we begin 2022, as we look back at 2021, we may look back and see some mistakes. We might look back and see some sin we've committed. We might see a lack of faith. 
We might see doubts. We might see questions and frustrations. But when, the, when God comes upon us and when He anoints us, He anoints our past and He forgives us of our sins. Let's start there. As we start this new year, we can say, and I pray this prayer so many times, I say, Father, I confess all of my sins to You and I accept Your forgiveness. It's so important to accept the forgiveness of God, to accept the cleansing power of His blood, Say, God, I confess my sins, and now I accept your forgiveness. I accept it. I receive it. And in my heart and in my spirit, I know I'm cleansed. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm washed clean. So this morning, I'm praying that you will be washed in the blood of Jesus. You'll be cleansed. You'll be forgiven that the past of 2021, with its mistakes, with its sins, with its curses, that today you will start anew and afresh. You are king by God. You are king by His love. You are king by His presence. And this is the power of God. Not only are we forgiven, not only are our sins washed away and God doesn't remember them anymore, not only are our guilty consciences cleansed by the Spirit of God to be new again, God then takes those problems, He takes those sins, and He turns it into power. He turns it into a lesson to be taught. He turns it into a victory to be shared. He turns it into a a story to bring comfort to somebody else. What the devil meant for evil, God turns for good. Those curses that have been placed upon us through the power of God and the presence of God those curses become blessings and we can now use them and share them with one another Then we can declare that I was once lost, but now I see. We can now declare that I was once walking in defeat, but now I am walking in victory. We can declare once I was living in fear and once I was living in doubt and once I was living in a pit, but now I've been lifted up out of the miry clay and I'm walking in victory and I'm walking in strength and I'm walking in the truth of God and in the love of God because the anointing of God has been placed upon my life. And I, my past cannot hold me back. My past cannot accuse me anymore. My past cannot come against me any longer because I've been forgiven by God. I've been washed in the blood of the Lord. I've been washed in His blood. And nobody can accuse me of my past. No, my past is not going to be that mud that I get stuck in anymore. I'm not going to get stuck in my past. I'm not going to play the what ifs anymore. I'm not going to think about, well, if I've done this, I've done that. It's done. It's forgiven. I'm moving forward in the love of God and in the power of the authority of the Lord. My past is anointed by God. I'm praying that your past will be anointed. I'm praying that your present will be anointed by God. I shared a, a message about your jobs and your daily life and how there's, there's, no, there's no mistake. Your present circumstance right now, there's, there's no mistake. 
It's not a mistake. Whatever you're facing, it's not your fault. It's nothing that you can say, oh man, why am I in this situation? Or, or maybe just, I wish I was in a better situation. I wish I was in a different situation. I wish I had a different job. I wish I lived in a different city. I've said it. I've said it. I'm sure some of you have said it. I've said it, you know, coming here in 2018. I said, God, why did you bring me back to Illinois? <laughs> why did you do this to me? I was just fine in 2018. And there's, there's a whole lot of that uh, reason to that when I say that. But there's no mistake. There's, there's, there's no chance that we're here today. This is designed by God, and I'm asking God to anoint your present. I know God has purpose in my present. I know God has a purpose for you today, and I'm asking that God will anoint your present to see Him. I preached a sermon last week of the wise men seeing Jesus as an infant, as a toddler. And if these wise men could open up their treasure chests to a toddler and recognize the Messiah. I'm asking God to anoint you today to see Jesus in whatever circumstance you're in, whatever situation that you're in. I want you to see Christ our Lord and Savior. And finally, I'm believing and I'm asking that your future is anointed by God. I kind of just share that just now, but I want to just build on that again, that you're, you have purpose. You have purpose today. You, God has a plan for you today. I know the enemy has a plan as well. And that, that plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. I know there's a plan out there. And, and these past couple of weeks, and you know, there's so much going on, so much going around, and then there's just all this going on within each of us. And it was going on within me. I was just feeling defeated. Just feeling like, what's, what's the point? And these were just quick moments, you know. These are just thoughts that come into your mind. And it's just like, what's the point? What am I doing? And I'm thinking, and, and a part of that was just thinking about 2022 and trying to plan for 2022 and trying to put things together and just saying, well, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows what's going to happen. It just seems like it's just a negative report after a negative report and just started feeling defeated. And I'm so grateful for prayer warriors. Thank you. And I just, I, I pray for you and I hope that you pray for me. We need to pray for each other. And I had a couple of prayer warriors call me up and say, we need to, we need to pray this week. Back of my mind, I thought, well, how did you know? But I knew God knew. We came in here and we began to pray with Tara and these two sisters in Christ, two prayer warriors. And then we walked these grounds seven times just in faith, just praying and believing. Because I know God has a purpose. I know God has a plan. I know the enemy is trying to come to steal, kill, and destroy. 
He's trying to discourage us. He's trying to push us down. He's trying to give us a message that you're alone and there's no point in going on. He's trying to push us away. He's trying to help us to just think about the negative situations and focus on the negative reports. And he has a plan to discourage us. But I know God also has a plan. And his plan will prosper. And his anointing will come. And his plan is a plan to have life. And that more abundantly. And I'm not going to sit back defeated. I'm going to stand on the promises of God this year. I'm not going to believe the negative reports. I'm not going to have a negative attitude. I'm not going to think about the glass being half empty. But I'm going to believe that God is with us and He's with me and He's with you. And His anointing is coming. And I'm praying that God will anoint you today and He'll anoint your, your, um, your future. Whether that future is tomorrow, one year from now, I'm praying that God's anointing will be upon you this year, that you will be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He is leading me beside still waters. He's leading me into green pastures. He is restoring my soul. And even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. I'm praying, I'm praying that your future is anointed by God and blessed by God today. And I want to pray that over your life. I want to pray that for you today. I'm going to invite the team to come back. We're going to worship the Lord. And I just wanted to pray for you and ask God's anointing to be upon you this day, this day. This year, I, I had some more things to share. I'm going to share them next week. I just want to end this day praying over you and anointing you and the presence of God and the Spirit of God as they sing this song. I just pray that you'll be encouraged today. That you'll, your spirit will be, you will receive the presence and power of God to be able to face whatever is coming your way that you will face it knowing that you've been empowered by God. You are empowered by God. You are loved by God. You are cared for by God. Your Every step has been ordered by God. And every difficult situation that has come your way, give it to God and let God work out all things for the good of Him, for the good of them that love Him and care for Him. And I've shared with you some heavy needs. I have shared some heavy needs. And I've also shared the powerful Word of God with you. And we have to believe in it. And I want to tell you that was a part of my strength. Uh, as I was just feeling down and out, I had to encourage myself and I had to say, God, you are greater than my pain. You're greater than my doubts. You're greater than my fears. You're greater than the circumstances around us. I want to anoint you. Would you stand this morning here as we pray to sing this song of victory, a song of declaration. God is here. Lord, I pray now that your spirit would rise up within us that, Lord, we stand before you like Saul, just a normal person with all of our trials and 
all of our fears and all of our doubts, but we come before you and say, King us, anoint us, we pray, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we sing this song of declaration, as we declare it, would your presence come, would your spirit come, and I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus, come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, fill our hearts, Jesus, we need.